Hey, with Alex Murray, Signal Dark is the short film, uh, winner of Best Direction at the San Fantasy Sci-Fi Film Festival. I'm in Toronto. It's 9.30 at night. Is it 2.30 in the morning in uh, the UK right now for you? Yep, yep, 2.36. So that's pretty accurate. Well, thanks thanks for doing this so uh, so so or oh, late nice. or early in the morning. I, I uh, Hopefully that you got all your... Uh, <laughs> All your bearings together. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not too bad. I, I've got a couple of hours sleep, so I'm uh, I'm just about awake. It's all good. <laughs> so okay, so Signal Dark, you uh, is a sci-fi film. Uh, so you co-wrote it or co-directed it with um, uh, Max Murray. Is that your brother? I'm assuming. That is indeed, yeah. So uh, that was a while back now. So it's nearly two years, I think. Uh, we started the writing process. Um, most of the work was mine, but obviously I kind of uh, wanted to to have Max direct it with me. So it was uh, a creative process, kind of going back and forth, um, putting together the script. Uh, yeah, I think two, two, two and a half years, something like that. It took it took to make. Yeah, overall, um, at the time we kind of knew that as well, just because it was going to always end up being a rather ambitious script for what we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was originally a, a longer script as well and had uh, more dialogue in, more characters, but we realised over time that we wanted to make something that was much more visually impacting rather than uh, narratively driven. So okay, so the 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 summary is is uh, is is uh, uh, this gentleman named Lucas. He's an IT technician. His life, I guess, is turned upside down uh, when he stumbles across a mysterious email, and then, and then his reality is bending uh, content. So basically, like it's a kind of a future future episode. You use a lot of computer, kind of like we got into the inside of a machine or a computer. So this kind of like uh, extra world, I guess you would call this matrix. I don't hate to use that word world. That uh, that's basically what the kind of the symbolism of your film is about. When did you kind of come up with this idea? Uh, do you remember where you were, where this idea came for you? Sorry, sorry, I, I missed that last bit. <laughs> do, do Do you remember when you uh, when when did you come up with this idea? Like, do you remember when you came up with this idea for this this film? So. Basically, uh, yeah, you know, going back to the writing process, it was a case of we wanted to make a film. That that was like the, the driving force behind everything. Like we, we've been in uh, various different positions in the film and you know, post-production industries, and we wanted to create something using the skills that we we had. So that was that was the main driver. And then the, the second one was to make it something that was cinematic and uh, impactful as possible. And yeah, I mean, the, the story came basically from those two things. Um, you know, that the part of the part of the sci-fi um elements that were inside it as well. Um I'm trying to think of what the main driving forces behind what the uh the uh the writing was. It's um because your question's more about the story, right? Yeah. No, I was just curious, like when this this kind of idea like kind of came upon you, because uh, it's obviously an interesting idea. It's a timely idea. It's something that you know where you, if you predict the future, it probably will happen. I guess, right? 
Yeah, it's, I mean, the, the story came from basically wanting to create something that I, I hadn't seen before. Um, I think there's similar films and similar genres that have tried to do something that's the cinematic um, and certainly trying to explore like the, the unknown as well. I think that was, that was the, uh, the main thing that I wanted to go over um, of like concentrating on, you know, when we got feedback from the, the people that had watched the film, it was kind of exciting seeing their reaction, just being able to pick up on a lot of the stuff that we were putting down. That was really, that was really exciting. <laughs> um, so people, I guess the biggest question people want to know is that how did you do the, the, the the kind of computer graphics, the kind of sweeping kind of like moving into like kind of like tracking shot into this this uh, extra world. I'm assuming it was all done in post-production. So when did the, how did that like I'm, I'm then I'm assuming it took a lot of time to get it done, I guess, too. Right. Yeah. So from stage of planning it, shooting it and getting it done, it was all a lot of yeah planning it basically i mean a, a lot of it is cgi as well uh and getting the shots that we wanted to and making it as cinematically impactful as possible but a lot of it was practical as well which is something that we were interested and keen to get um uh down practically so obviously you've got a lot of green screen uh plates but most of that actually came from getting uh, environments that we simply couldn't get practically in real life, like the the, the two environments of the uh, the server room, for example, and the uh, tube, uh, or the, sorry, yeah, the the subway uh, underground sections. Like we tried to get that done practically, mm. but simply because of budget constraints, like we knew that we wouldn't be able to do it, and I made the decision early on, like to get around that we're going to have to shoot green screen and obviously i'm very happy with the results considering mm -hmm. um while as like the the alien world was uh, a location that we found practically that i was really intent on getting that done um uh, real world and we got very lucky with the light as well and obviously being able to do you know uh, background replacements and obviously putting creatures and that kind of thing um so there, there was a lot of CG involved, but it's actually in, in places that you wouldn't expect it. And a lot of it was done practically in live action uh, shots, especially um, like the landmark Trafalgar Square shot, um, which turned into a bit of a nightmare on set. But uh, it was something that we were really intent and obviously very important to the script. And we, uh, we wrote it down to put it in. So, yeah, happy with how it all turned out as well. So in the the blog interview, it says uh, you kind of remember you say that you wanted to, you guys wanted to test your limits as filmmakers and not play it safe, and it's sort of like the good cheap yeah. and fast kind of motto where like you you can't get all three at the same time. It's like if it's gonna be if it's gonna be good and cheap, it's not gonna be fast, I guess. And that's sort of the kind of summary of your film where like your the, your special effects. Yeah. And like doing all the scales and the ships and everything like that, you know, like I think you said it would, it would take like, you know, a team of 10 months to do. And it was only the two of you. So it took, I guess, a couple of years to do, I guess. Correct. 
Yeah, yeah. So as, as you say, it was extremely ambitious for what we wanted to do and we did want to play it safe. And in my mind, I already knew, you know, minimum. I think actually I talked to my DOP about it very early on in the uh, in the shooting process about what we wanted to do. And he's like, yeah, you're looking at two years. And he was nearly dead on the money. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, it, it requires a lot of work to get these these kind of shots done, it's, especially in a film that's, you know, it's not driven by a narrative or dialogue necessarily. It's all shown visually. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously a lot of that you've got to be able to control motion graphics wise, just like even basic stuff, like information that you're putting onto a computer screen. It's it's a lot of work to get to that point and especially getting the right timings and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and that's not even touching on like, you know, the, the, uh, the compositing or, you know, the 3d that's required for the crazy stuff that you want to do later on. So yeah, we, we knew what it would entail, but I'm very glad that we went that direction in the end. I mean, even <laughs> strange enough, we had some people on, on the production that, that that we kind of lost touch with over time because it was such a long period <laughs> of trying to put it together yeah. and uh, they were like stunned by the fact oh oh it's finished <laughs> like they're very surprised that we got to that point yeah so yeah like glad really glad that we managed to to put it through it was a lot of effort obviously but no I'm very happy with the result yeah a lot could happen in two years right you can you can fall in love get married and have a kid in that, in that time that's school. it <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it, the the crazy thing is like I I did in fact move in that time. Uh, yeah, and obviously the logistics of trying to not uh, accidentally delete rushes and that kind of thing became an actual issue. So um, yeah, there was a lot of paranoia around making sure that we had everything backed up at least three times. So that was fun. So what were you? So I'm assuming you guys had jobs while you're you're kind of doing this in, in the weekends or after work etc is that true is that correct yes yeah so that's as, as we've said um it's trying to fit your 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 passion essentially around your, your work so you know like you say you're doing nine to five jobs i mean you know some of us are freelancing as well so it, it's a little bit easier but at the end of the day you've still got to get the bulk of the work done so you're kind of giving up weekends or a few hours at the end of each day Mm. um and then you know just trying to get it all done and i think uh, that knock-on effect for organization and that kind of thing becomes a real issue uh because obviously you're going to have limited time and then it's really got to be pushed on um by not obviously it was just two of us in the end but it's a case of getting that communication done that organization done yeah it's it's not like sitting there and then just kind of plowing through it for like three months it's as as we said stretched across two years it's uh that that was i think the only unpleasant thing about it so it makes you very proud when you're actually able to achieve that was there ever a moment when like you like you had doubt and you kind of like wanted to give up up uh yeah yeah so actually it was kind of earlier on uh in the process we were kind of uh nearing the previs uh stage in visual effects uh while the while the edit was being put together 
and because everything looks so rough uh, and you know kind of the amount of work that's required still to come and you're looking at it and going am I going to be able to do this uh, but you know you as you say you kind of force yourself to go through um, that stage and then just push on through until something it's especially when I think you get like a couple of the the more complex visual effects or motion graphics shots in and then you think okay yeah it's it's going to be a lot of work but yeah you can keep going so the people know that you uh work professionally in post-production as an editor and a visual effects artist correct yeah yeah so I mean I think I've been in and around the film industry since 2012-ish, something like that. So, uh, and, and I've been in various roles, most mostly in post-production, but I've done, you know, obviously short films uh, and uh, directed music videos and that kind of thing where you, you've got enough experience uh, working across the board uh, and with different people and clients and that kind of thing to be able to to know that you can... Yeah, you know, get it done from from uh, writing the scripts all the way down to the the final stages of delivery and post production. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, well, that's, <laughs> my math is terrible. So that's just over ten years, yeah, fourteen years, something like that. Um, uh, I mean, I I did work beforehand. Um, I actually tried to put a feature together around two thousand and eight which we did get completed. That's a whole story by itself. So yeah. I have been in, <laughs> I've been doing it like a long time, but obviously I had to go through a lot more experience to be able to get to uh, where I am now to be able to achieve something like this. So I'm assuming you're working on another film while you're making this film. Was it hard to like go to work, work on another film, then come home and then work on your film? It's, so yeah i mean it's because hmm, yeah that it wasn't difficult it it was more i do you mean from a creative standpoint yeah or just like a burnout standpoint right like it's oh like, definitely yeah. 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 yeah from a from a practical standpoint yeah i was uh at some stages it was absolutely exhausting um from a creative standpoint i would say not at all. It was very separate for me from working on someone else's work and mm -hmm. still being able to be creative and do, you know, exactly what that director or, you know, that visual effects supervisor required. Uh, and then being able to work on my own stuff, uh, it, it was almost what's the word? It was far more organic and kind of, you know, creative for myself. So uh, that wasn't an issue. But as you say, yeah, uh, from a practical standpoint, it was uh, it was pretty tiring because obviously, you know, it's it's jumping, uh, which I've done before, um, not on just my projects, but jumping from one project to another can be almost disorientating, especially when they're as complex as this one. Yeah. And so let me like so you had the actor who uh, uh, Greg, I guess Greg Miller Burns was your actor. So he it must have been two years since he saw the film. Did he kind of forget the film or was he like kind of looking forward to seeing his <laughs> performance? Well, because, yeah, we were so busy uh, trying to get, you know, the, the edit put together for such a long period of time. And obviously, if you make any changes in, in uh, visual effects, it's it takes so much longer as well. Um, yeah, like you say, by the time that we'd been able to show anything to Greg, I think it was only 
literally uh, a month ago uh, and he was like stunned <laughs> so um in a good way so uh yeah we were very happy um with his reaction but uh, yeah like we said there were people in production that essentially thought we'd kind of given up um we did try to keep people updated as much as possible um but when you're as busy uh, as we were like just even remembering to put an email down is uh, uh it's usually left on the back burner until the last minute and then you realize oh my god we haven't talked to anyone so yeah. <laughs> usually usually there's people for that so yeah that's uh that was interesting because you like because you're a cinematographer you had some really beautiful shots uh sans post-production sans special effects like there's some pretty and yeah like not to mention your sound like it's a pretty great sound design as well which i know is also post-production so you have a, you had a pretty good you know some pretty talented people aboard your project and i know it was mostly you and your brother but there was also like some good oh yeah out. yeah so our, our dop robert langley was <laughs> absolutely superb yeah. obviously the production only lasted uh essentially two weeks but again it's just knowing again having that experience as well working in that industry uh and meeting different people who just know what they're doing mm -hmm. um helped tremendously because i mean e even when we were getting it um uh to our colorist uh john starker for example they're saying he was saying that the footage has been shot perfectly. That's exactly what I expect. It's not blown out. It's not underexposed. Yeah. Um, you know, it, the focus pulls are just what what uh, he expects, you know, that plate to be. So, you know, you're very happy with that kind of thing. Um, uh, and as you say, very talented man. Uh, our our post-production in, in sound, uh, I actually knew people in sound, but they were all extremely busy to work with. So I, I had to go uh, on about a, a three-month search trying to find someone that I really wanted to work with. Uh, and I think Peter uh, Bauman, who's the guy that we ended up uh, working with, was uh, an award winner on another animated short. Yeah. And, you know, if if I think something's good and I'm only listening to it on some headphones and not in a 5-1 system, like, yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. So, again, his work... And it was extremely important to to a film that essentially only has, I think, three pieces of dialogue. So we knew we had to get someone who really knew their stuff to to put it together and, uh, you know, essentially surround someone in that environment. Um, and I think, yeah, both both Rob um, and and Peter really were key to making sure that this film mm. was not just cinematic, but immersive as well um which is a big part of the sound oh yeah uh, and the soundscape as well and not and not overplaying it or or drowning people uh drowning people's ears i think would be the, the oh yeah uh, if your sound doesn't way, work then the film good. doesn't work right like it's like exactly. especially for sci-fi yeah. i know in particular it's like it needs to be you know it's a subconscious thing it has to make sense i guess for the viewer and as soon as they think something doesn't make sense to them from a um from their ear I standpoint, yeah. they just they just move leave the film. They don't they they emotionally disengage from the film. 
Yeah, that, that, that's exactly, I mean, that was one of the issues uh, that were concerning us at the beginning was obviously because we're putting temp or audio down. Yeah. Uh, and obviously looking at these, you know, these previous stages and with a lot of work to do, it was one of the probably most disheartening things is listening to it back and going, you know, is this going to work at all? Um, but yeah, I, I think Peter really did a, a fantastic job just... I think on the ambience alone, which we knew was going to be a big factor, and as you say, it's it, if you don't have that right, I think you, we would have had a, a big issue with making that film work. But yeah, I'm again very pleased with the end results. So, uh, what did you think about the the North American uh, audience reaction video that we sent you? Yeah, that was great. Um, see, I didn't read the details properly on the uh, um, on the festival, so it was that, a surprise. On an email, uh, yeah, it was really surprising, and yeah. it was yeah, it was. As I think I I said it's it was like pure joy and shock, like oh, that people got it, because um, obviously if you go to film festivals, sometimes you end up coming out and then people disperse and you don't really get a chance to talk to them and yeah. um, see what their actual reactions are. So that was a pleasant surprise. And to, and to see how much information um, that, that they kind of understood what we were trying to achieve with the film. Yeah, that was, that was uh, it, certainly enjoyable. <laughs> um there, there was uh, one thing that we did with the story that no one picked up on, but I kind of made it very secretive in the plot. So I'm, I'm also glad that they didn't pick up on that, but that's more of a personal thing rather than, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to get an audience to know. Well, I hope, are you going to, you guys making another film or uh, less ambitious or more ambitious uh, shorter feature? So... Yeah, I mean that it's weird. We uh, were talking about this uh, last week, and you know, go going forward, what the next project's going to be. Um, again, like we've only had a chance to be able to do that, trying to work around work once again. But um, we were thinking probably a short film, more uh, narrative-driven, definitely dialogue-heavy this time, and go the uh, the opposite end. Um, but we know that that's going to be a fairly uh, a fairly simple thing to put together. I say that now, obviously, I haven't I haven't written the dialogue yet. So, um, but the the main thing that we do have in mind is to to start working on a feature film, um, and it, which will be a, a, a horror film, um, which we've had in mind for at least two three years, something like that. I think yeah. even before we started working on this short. Um, so it's again, it's it's past the idea stage into the very detailed treatment stage. But uh, yeah, it's it's still got a long way to go yet. And um, definitely me and uh, my brother are disagreeing on a lot of ideas at the moment. So, you know, it's not quite there yet. <laughs> well, we wish you the best. Uh, this is a great film. We're honored to show it at our festival. Uh, easily uh, really well directed film uh, on your part. So I know it was Thank a labor of love and I hope you are very proud of the film and I hope it's doing well for you. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. So I'm uh, very, very proud, very proud of everyone that worked on it as well. So uh, a shout out to them if they're listening to this. <laughs> All right, let's talk again uh, when you make your next film. Great. That sounds good. Thanks very much. Thank you. One, two, three, four, five.